0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, uh, your one stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can be up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Knock, follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much appreciated. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON on. you'll get 20% off your next order. All right, we got a whole bunch of stuff to get to today. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas. I know I sure did. Uh, So, you know, happy belated Christmas, I suppose, or a merry Christmas. I hope everybody got to watch some World Juniors, get back into the swing of things of hockey, and really enjoy themselves over the holidays and uh, got to spend time, well, I guess if you live with your family members, spend time with your family. If not... Hopefully you were you were you were safe, but uh, regardless, I'm not going to be the police on that one. But we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about that happened over the weekend and leaked into today. So we got a bunch of news. We got some newcomers to the division. We had Ottawa getting a little uh, getting busy yesterday. Uh, made a couple of big moves. I think that that really helped that team. Montreal with a signing. I'll tell you all about that in a little bit. Mike Hoffman finally coming off the board he signs in st louis but in a very untraditional way and i'll get to that in just a moment and then coming up in a little bit too we're going to break down the leaf schedule you know we know it's a 56 gamer but what does that entail how many times do we play each division how many back-to-backs are there? are they gonna play at home what does the schedule look like We'll go through all that in just a little bit. And then at the end, we'll do some World Juniors Roundup, talk about some of the least prospects and what they're doing so far at the World Junior Championships. And there's an update on Canada's Kirby Dock and how long he's going to be out for after undergoing wrist surgery. So we'll get to all that in just a little bit, but let's get back to what we were talking about earlier. And that's some of the news that came down over the weekend. Ottawa really getting busy. Pierre Dorian, uh, uh, I guess you could say, was in the... Uh, deal hunting fashion like most of us are really went boxing day shopping I suppose around the league and was able to strike a couple of deals to try and bolster his lineup for the Senators and I, I like the first one mostly I would say Ottawa uh, picking up Derek Stepon from the Arizona Coyotes It's a bit of a big ticket at six and a half million bucks, but Ottawa's got so much cap room; it doesn't even matter, and they get themselves a legitimate top six centerman. I don't think they had one going into the season, um, and and now that they do, so you know you can have somebody to play with your big ticket free agent of Genny Dadanov. You have somebody to play with Brady Kachuk, or potentially you know one of your youngsters end up. Moving up the lineup. They signed Tim Stutzla to a pro deal. Maybe he's somebody who will get to play with Derek Step on a little bit. But, you know, I think this is a good deal for Ottawa, and it certainly helps them close the gap a little bit between the remaining or the rest of the six teams here in this Canadian division, uh, I still believe that they'll probably end up in uh, seventh place when all said and done. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion because not only did they add Derek Stepan, they also add a little bit of grit and sandpaper and made themselves a little bit harder to play against with the addition of Braden Colburn, a defenseman, and Cedric Paquette, probably a, a bottom six, fourth line could potentially be a third-line centerman, but probably a fourth-liner, I would say, uh, along with a draft pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning for Marion Gabrick. Yes, Marion Gabrick and Anders Nilsson. I'm sure everyone forgot that Marion Gabrick was part of the Senators organization, but uh, you know he's somebody who isn't playing, so both of those... Players, Nilsson and Gabrick, are going to go straight to LTIR. And that gives Tampa Bay the needed flexibility to uh, be able to get everybody signed under contract and... And away they go. You know, Everyone was wondering how many other moves was going to be needed. Uh, there was still going to be something that had to be done outside of just putting Kucherov on LTIR. And this move is something that they were able to figure out and do. Um, they give up a second round pick. They give up Braden Colburn, Cedric Paquette, two guys who played for them during their Stanley Cup run, two roster players that they're going to have to replace. But at the end of the day, I think it's worth it for both sides. Um, and Really, Ottawa let Tampa get off the hook a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong, this is a great return for essentially nothing. <laughs> You're picking up free, you know, picking up a free second round pick, and you pretty much got a couple of roster players for two guys who weren't going to be playing for you, and you made yourself tougher to play against. But you know, the Senators maybe could have held out for a little more. You think about the Leafs had to give up a first round pick to get themselves out of the Marlow deal. I think a lot of people were assuming that uh, they were going to try and fleece Tampa out of giving up a first-round pick to get them out of their cap hell, but uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Ottawa was like, all right, we'll, we'll just take this deal because it's fair. They negotiate in good faith. It is a fair deal uh, and they didn't kind of hold them against the guillotine and say, give me all you got, or we're not going to get it done. But regardless, good pickups for Ottawa. I think that, uh, you know, the addition of on in the top six, bring Colburn, uh, probably a second or third pairing defenseman at this point, and then Cedric Paquette, good penalty killing uh, centerman for the Ottawa Senators, and they also picked up a second round pick. I, I think that this is a good, uh, a good deal for them. They end up with... A couple of guys who can help them play now. They're a pretty young team. You had some veterans, uh, a couple of cup winners and bring Coburn and Cedric Paquette. You know, I think Ottawa definitely closed the gap with some of the other uh, lesser Canadian teams in this division. We'll get back to this chat in just a moment. But first, I got to tell you all about Bilt Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. It's got 18 amazing flavors, including six brand new flavors. You got your caramel brownie, got your cookies and cream, carrot cake, Apple almond crisp as well as the 12 original flavors. You guys already know how much I love the peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And best of all, the built Bars are healthy. It's a great for the health conscious guy or gal to either lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Let me tell you all about the peanut butter Bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just five grams of sugar, and only five net carbs. Uh, it's it's definitely one of the best ones. I just love anything with peanut butter, and to be quite honest with you, uh, and, and right now, right now, go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. One of those other teams that are in the division also made a signing today, the Montreal Canadiens signing, Corey Perry, yes. Corey Perry comes off the board, a one-year, $750,000 contract to sign with Les Habitants, and this actually caught a lot of Leaf fans by surprise. I was taking a look at Twitter, and I saw a lot of fans saying, wow, how could you let... The Canadians pick up Corey Perry. Are the Leafs going to regret this move? Um, I don't think they'll regret it, but when you take a look at some of the guys who they do have signed, I think maybe you would rather Corey Perry. You know, uh, let's kind of take three players, for example, that they could have signed Corey Perry over and see who you would rather. Corey Perry at 750000 or Jimmy VC at 900000 Maybe you take Corey Perry at that price. I know VC, there's a little bit, a little bit, very little bit of upside there if he can hit. But, you know, Corey Perry brings a winning attitude. He's somebody who helped Dallas win a Stanley Cup a year ago. um, Or, sorry, didn't win it. They made it to the Stanley Cup final. He was a big piece of that. And there was a lot that we're hoping to sign Perry here in Toronto. I think after Wayne Simmons signed, that kind of went away. And then Joe Thornton signed. And then it was like, okay, we don't need Perry anymore. And I agree, I, I don't think that the Leafs needed Corey Perry, especially when you look at the signings that they've already done throughout the offseason. But they look, you know, would you rather Perry at seven fifty or Wayne Simmons at one point five? I don't know about that one. I, I think I would still take Wayne Simmons, but Considering how much of a cap crunch the Leafs are in, Corey Perry may have been a bit of an easier way to get around the cap here. And then this one, I definitely rather Corey Perry. Uh, it's Pierre Engvall at one point two five. Definitely give me Corey Perry at uh, seven hundred fifty thousand over Pierre Engval. and just let him be a fourth liner who can chip in offensively, who can maybe kill some penalties. You know, Nephra present uh, present on the second power play. You know, I think that Corey Perry is an agitator. He's tough to play against, which is something that Toronto really went out and tried to improve upon this offseason. So maybe he would have been able to fit, but I think they already signed uh, just too many forwards. Uh, and, you know, he's he's not the fastest guy anymore in his career. So I think you, if you thought about it, a line of like Spezza, Perry, and Thornton or Spezza, Perry, and Wayne Simmons, it's just probably doesn't work out. So I don't think that the Leafs missed out, but it is a pretty decent pickup for Montreal. Just continues to add depth to that lineup and, you know, some some veteranness somebody who's won a Stanley Cup. Won a gold medal. Uh, World Junior Championship. Uh, I believe he also won a Memorial Cup back in the day. So, you know, Corey Perry's a winner. Proven winner. That's what he's done everywhere he's gone. And last year, his one year that he spent outside of Anaheim in Dallas, went all the way to a cup final. So, you know, he's a good player to have on your team. And Montreal definitely got themselves a good one. Um, not too upset about it. But, you know, I think that Montreal uh, certainly is a better team with Perry on their lineup than off their lineup a couple other things uh, a couple PTOs Mike Hoffman signing a PTO in St. Louis this one caught a lot of people by surprise but I think it's just because you look at the word PTO and you you just think what a guy who scores 30 goals year in year out is signing a tryout a professional trial contract that doesn't make any sense and it doesn't but then when you kind of break it down and you think about it Uh, This is really just a a way for St. Louis to maneuver around the cap. They've got a couple of guys, Tarasenko and Alex Dean, who are going to be headed for LTIR uh, the moment that they can put them on there. And I think once that happens, a subsequent transaction of Mike Hoffman signing a contract, which apparently is in the realm of four, four and a half million, uh, will happen once that is once they're able to do that. But they couldn't do it now because they wouldn't be cap compliant because they gotta they're waiting to, to put them on to LTIR once the, the season gets going. So that's their way of of getting him into camp, getting him isolated so that he can be ready to play with the team night one. Uh, the the only thing is I'm I'm curious if he gets injured if that you know deal that's kind of tucked away in the top of the desk drawer is that still going to be on the table like let us, let's say he goes out in training camp and injures himself tears an ACL or goes sliding into the boards and, and and hurts his shoulder is he still going to be able to sign that contract with St. Louis it's kind of a risk that Hoffman is taking hoping that he can stay healthy through camp you know it's it's camps and there's no preseason games either so it's it's minimized risk i suppose but that risk is still there that he's choosing to wait it out and sign the pto as opposed to sign with the team that he can sign with right now because i guarantee you there are some teams that are willing to put pen to paper and get this guy in their lineup and in their roster um so the next question is is there any other ufas that i think will be forced to kind of sign this way uh, once it happens, or, or is there any other players that will do this, or any other teams that will do this, and bring in some of these free agents as UFAs, uh, as PTOs rather, I think there's only two guys that might be able to force their way into a PTO uh, situation, and that's Travis Hamanick and Sammy Vatnin I think Hamanick has been linked to the Uh, Vancouver Canucks over the past couple of weeks I would say Uh, also the Calgary Flames have still been interested and I think this is a situation where uh, they just need to figure it out um, cap wise and a way to figure it out is sign them to a PTO and then maybe trade somebody work uh, you know think maybe there's somebody who it hasn't come public yet that will be heading to LTIR or will be holding out this year Um, And then you can end up signing these guys. But I think those two may be somebody you could see pop up as a PTO candidate. We have seen many, many, many UFAs start to fly off the board. I don't think it's going to be long before these two do. And at the very least sign a PTO. And speaking of PTOs, I saw one former Maple Leaf who did sign a PTO today. Funny enough, and that's Garrett Sparks. Gary Sparks signing a PTO with the Calgary Flames. Keep in mind, he signed the ECHL. Uh, a few months back with I believe the Orlando Solar Bears and I'm not sure if the Solar Bears are one of those teams that, are, uh, that aren't that are playing this year but uh, leaving the Solar Bears to sign a PTO in Calgary um, and maybe he'll be able to compete for that third goaltending potentially maybe a fourth goalie spot uh, with the Calgary Flames. So that's kind of today's news uh, of what's going on around the division. Uh, The Leafs, obviously, a little bit more silent over the past couple of days. They don't really have much in terms of cap anyways. So we'll see what happens Um, if they end up making a move between now and the start of camp on January 3rd. Obviously, I will keep you up to date, but... uh, We're going to move on here and we're going to break down this Maple Leaf schedule and tell you all about that one. But first, let's tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's betonline.ag. Look, I know we're all hockey fans, but are we ready for some football? You got college football heading into bowl season, some big matchups this weekend. You got the NFL regular season finishing up, the playoff picture becoming a little bit more clear, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. That's 50% Extra when you use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. You toss fifty bucks into your account, you get 75, or else you're gonna get a free fifty percent off of your earnings. Whether you want to bet football, basketball, you want to bet the world juniors, you can hit it all on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book expert. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast, your one stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm Mike DiStefano with you again. Uh, so. I know I said that we were going to kind of break down the Leaf schedule, but uh, I think I'm going to make that a full episode tomorrow, and I'll get somebody on with me to kind of go over it and break it down and have a general, a uh, bigger discussion. I-, I didn't expect for that first segment to be as long as it was so um i think i'm gonna do that tomorrow so be sure to check out the Lockdown on these podcasts subscribe to the show so that you're here each and every day so that you get the contact uh the content every single day and starting next week we're going to be moving back to five days a week yeah that's right we're going to have an episode on monday going to have an episode on tuesday wednesday thursday and of course every single friday each day of the week, Monday through Friday, expect brand new Maple Leafs content, your Leafs every single day. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to save that leaf schedule discussion for tomorrow. Instead, I think I'm going to talk about the World Juniors and kind of a little bit of a World Juniors roundup because we're a few days into it now. And uh, you've got some Maple Leafs prospects out here doing well, and we have an update on Kirby Doc for Team Canada. So, just want to go over some of that stuff. Uh, well, let, let's start with the least prospects, though. I would say so far, the one player that has played extremely well in these uh, in the World Juniors so far is Topi Niemela. Uh, Topi Niemela is the defenseman, Finnish defenseman. Uh, scored a goal the other night. He's got four points in two games. So far leads the entire tournament in defenseman with points with four. Uh, but I, I think that he's played he's played really well and he's a, a second round pick of the least from this past year and I'm excited for this because this is exactly what the Leafs need. They least need to start hitting on some of these mid to later round picks, and and really, as you know, the next couple of years progress, they're gonna need some of these guys to start taking over in entry level contracts. Um, so, I think uh, seeing a guy like Topi Nyamala, uh really start to play well is a good sign. So, you know, he's so far, I think, has been the most impressive Maple Leaf out there on the ice. Roni Irvinen, also of the Finnish national team, has played pretty well. He's got a couple of assists through the two games that he's played. Um, Kokonen, also part of the finished team, not a point so far held scoreless, but he's not as much of a, a, a two way defenseman as a guy like Niem- uh, Niemela. Uh, he's more of a, a steady Freddy, I think our, Uh, When we had uh, Tony Ferrari on to discuss some of these prospects, he kind of likened him to a Jake Muzzin type player. And uh, you've seen some of that physicality out there on the ice as well throughout the playoffs or throughout the, the tournament so far. But I would say that, uh, yeah, so far the the Finnish prospects have probably looked the best in terms of the Russian prospects. You know, Radian Amirov was the number one prospect that all of Leafs Nation was kind of looking forward to seeing here in the World Junior Tournament. And I I gotta be honest with you, I think he's disappointed a little bit. He was someone who was playing on a line uh, with a couple of studs, uh, you know, Vasily Putkolzin and uh, for the life of me, I can't remember who was centering that line. But, you know, Amirov was expected to really take on a, a a really solid role with that team and it just hasn't happened yet like the, the Russians got shut out last night two to nothing by Czech Republic two nothing by the Czechs they didn't score a single goal against that team um I don't think the Czech Republic have a single first round pick on their roster and Russia has like eight or nine so it was seriously uh I did not see that coming Roddy and has not played as well as you know we had hoped or that we had anticipated him playing coming into the tournament he's really someone who I think needs to step his game up a little bit um in order for russia to be successful along with many other players on that team but i think amirov was someone who they were hoping was going to be one of their stars in the uh, in coming into this tournament um as for mikhail abramov uh, abramov he didn't play in yesterday's game so you know he hasn't gotten a, a chance to play he's been held scoreless so far and artaraktiamov also yet to play for Russia, it's been strictly uh, Yaroslav Askarov, and makes sense, he's probably the best goalie in the world uh, under the age of 20, so you're going to want him to play as often as you can, when your first two games are against the Americans, of course you're going to play him there, and then another game is against uh, the Czech Republic, Uh, they were losing the whole time, so they didn't have a chance to pull him and give any time to Oktiamov, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does get a game here uh, at some point, Although now that they've lost the game, maybe maybe not. Maybe they've got to uh, really secure the bag here and send out their best player, and and perhaps this is just going to be a full tournament where all we see is Yaroslav Askarov the whole time. Um, so that's that's it for the least prospects. Uh, obviously, over the next week or so, I'll, I'll just keep updating you guys on on how they're all doing. Um, but. Keep an eye out for the schedules and find out when Finland's playing, when Russia's playing, and get a chance to see your future Maple Leafs. Uh, As for Team Canada, so far 2-0 on the tournament. uh, A big blowout win in night one against Germany. That was on Boxing Day. I believe the final score was 16-2. 16-2. Oh, boy. It was... Ugh. But uh, they did lose somebody Not in that game. It was actually in the preliminary game. Kirby Dock lost in that game to a wrist injury. And the Chicago Blackhawks just put out a little note saying that he underwent successful wrist surgery. And is expected to be out 4-5 to months. Oy, that is super unfortunate. Because Kirby Dock is a player I thought was going to have a great sophomore season. Um, If you follow any of my hockey card content... Uh, he's someone who I was saying, go pick him up ahead of this tournament because his hockey cards are going to explode. You know, if, Speaking of hockey card content, just as an aside, if you're not aware, every single month on the Locked On NHL podcast, myself as well as YouTuber Burr Bouchard do a hockey card podcast on the Locked On NHL show, and uh, we kind of talk about the market itself. And one of the got one of the things that we talked about was players to pick up ahead of the tournament. And Kirby Doc was one of those players, one of those young guns that you could pick up that I felt was going to increase in value. It did. This car got up to like fifty or sixty bucks, and now that he's injured, I could see it. <laughs> probably going down a little bit and maybe you could scoop it up at at a decent price this this thing goes back down under $30 I would I'd be picking it up just saying uh but a couple other things uh with team Canada they didn't play they haven't played their best yet you know they just got past uh, Slovakia the other night you know they did not play very well at all it's it's really disappointing to see a team so star-studded 20 first round picks and they're letting a team like Slovakia hang around and it just they are playing all out of sorts the other night kind of look like the Leafs on nights that they're not playing well they got all these stars a, a great lineup and for whatever reason just can't put it all together and perform but uh, regardless they're still 2-0 Still two and zero, and heading into their third and final preliminary game tomorrow against the Switz, uh, yeah, Switzerland. So they'll have a chance to improve and go three and zero and be a top of their group heading into the uh, the playoffs. So yeah team Canada we're hoping brings home gold I know as a Leafs fan I should be rooting for Finland or Russia and and these guys like Niemela and um you know Rodion Amirov but at the end of the day I still bleed red and white as a Canadian and uh although I hope for individual success for those Leafs prospects still hoping eventually for Canada to bring home gold um I think that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow the show at Locked On Leafs. And if you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast for myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Like I said, we're going to be doing a bit of a deep dive into the Maple Leaf schedule for the 2021 season Uh, so make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that can come right to your phone tomorrow morning when you wake up Um, but until then keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs